this film is uh, based on a story by H.P. Lovecraft, which uh, I actually read after watching this movie. What? So, yeah. Doing it's not homework that and stuff. Awesome. I, I was like, yeah, I can read some Lovecraft. That's fine. Uh, it's interesting. It's, uh, you know, the sto- it's a short story. So obviously there's a lot of padding and made modern and whatnot, but the basic story is kind of there of this, you know, meteorite coming to earth and infecting the people who live at that farm basically so but it's set you know in the 1880s yeah but interesting horror movie survival guide is a weekly podcast where i gorehound julia marchesi delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums terry gamble who is hiding in the creepy horror closet my mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but prefer the classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Julia. I'm Terry. This week, we are talking about 2019's Color Out of Space. Yeah. The title of this episode is Everything's Under Control. Totally. And this movie, not true. And not true at all. This film uh, is written uh, by Scarlett Amaras and Richard Stanley, also directed by Richard Stanley, and produced by uh, SpectreVision, one of our favorite production companies. Hell yeah. Uh, we love you, Josh, Noah, Elijah. You guys are amazing. So yeah, so we, we first meet uh, Ward Phillips, who is a surveying uh, water for a company. In uh, He is wearing a Miskatonic University t-shirt, which is, you Lovecraft fans will know, which is where uh, they all attend school in his universe. Um, yeah. Look at you. Um, I love this. Getting a little tip. Well, but you know, you know how I know my Lovecraft through Stuart fucking Gordon. Um, oh, rest in peace. Our, rest in peace, Stuart. We miss yeah. you. Um, but he's the one, you know, like like so many others, I'm sure, introduced mm-hmm. a whole new generation uh, to Lovecraft. For uh, sure. So that's how I know that. So uh, Ward Phillip comes across a Lavinia who is doing a ritual with a horse, and she's actually the first person we see on screen. So I'm like, I don't know what time period we're in. What time period are you we in? You can't tell because she's got like a cape and like she's, you know, doing like a full little looking like Wicca kind of thing out in the forest, um, all flowy hair and like ethereal. But then Ward looks much more modern as he pops in on her. And just uh, it, she's angry that he's interrupted her ritual and starts to stomp off. Uh, we see that there's a pentagram tattooed on her foot. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's asking her, what type of ritual is it, Wiccan or Alexandrian? And she's, you know, messing with him. You can tell she's kind of a little bit flirting with him, a little bit miffed all at the same time. And she rides her beautiful white horse back to the family farm. Comet. Uh, the, their, their farm is pretty bitchin', I have to say, uh, especially cause they, they're raising alpacas. <laughs> it's gorgeous. And I love alpacas. Like I love, Do like, you? I think I've talked about this before. Cause I, I mean, I'm an avid, you know, I'm a crocheter and a knitter and alpacas have really great fun wool. And I've gone to like, and Mar- when I used to live in Maryland, there was like a sheep and wool festival. I think I've talked about this on the pod before. Um, so I've like literally seen like, uh, like alpaca, like, you know, wool right into be spun right into yarn right in front of me. So cool. They're great. 
sweet little animals. They look like little llamas. Um, they're great. Uh, so we meet the family, um, and everybody seem they seem quite normal. Uh, you know, everybody's got their little interpersonal, you know, relationships, but a little bit of family drama, like teen drama, like mom's definitely a workaholic and, um, Lavinia, our teen who just teen, witch, (laughs) she's got teen witch trouble. (laughs) Uh, mom's in finance and they're running, running the business from there. But you know, she's having problems because the internet's not working very well and they've been living in the city, uh, move away from the city so they could be together. Um, and, they have, we get a, I love these kind of setups where he's like, well, dad, why don't you go, uh, go down to the wine cellar? We're like, okay, we're going to see you later. Wine cellar. Aren't we? <laughs> totally. You're like, yep. Wine cellar always got to come back. And it's gorgeous wine cellar though. <laughs> yeah. And mom, and they're really cute. Mom and dad are really cute together. Yeah. So we got dad had gone into the wine cellar and then we got the cute little brothers. We get introed, which I love. Um, their names are Jack and Benny. Um, I have friends that are twins that are amazing musicians. Shout out to Jack Benny now. Um, yeah. Jack Benny. Um, yeah. And I thought that was cute. I was like, oh, that's kind of like, maybe they have the same little, little thing on the naming. I don't know if that was in the story, old story, uh, since it's, uh, no, the source material. so yeah, so they probably did that I just mean, in, in jest for, uh, our, the old late, great Jack Benny. Ah, but mom and dad are super cute together. I like this line that, uh, Nicholas Cage says a dream is a dream. You dream alone is just a dream. A dream you dream together is a reality. Yep. Yeah. It's nice. Um, and so then we have like these flashes, like we're getting to know all the family. We're getting to see their rooms, what they live like. And like Lavinia has like plates of food all over her bed. Um, and Nathan and Benny is like a big gamer. Uh, and they keep making this big deal out about uh, the well water. They have yeah. this well that has the most delicious, the most cleanest water you've ever drank in all your life. They keep like ominously showing the water. I'm like, oh no. Like something's wrong with the that. water. Please and we also find out too that mom has um, recovered from cancer. Yes. Um, and she's been fighting, she's been fighting cancer. She's, it's been six months since mom and dad have had sex. And so it's a little tense there because mom has been definitely pouring herself into work. Probably just like the only thing she can probably feel like she can do. I feel like they moved out there just so they wouldn't have to be in the midst of the city so that she could have time to heal up too. But yeah, she doesn't seem super focused on that. Um, but tonight's the night. Tonight is the night. <laughs> so many things are going to happen tonight. Mom and dad are finally yes. going to hook up after six months. And there's also mm-hmm. going to be some weird thing falling from the freaking sky. <laughs> yes. So there is a tremendous crash and this flood of uh, magenta light. Okay. So the reason I've, I read that uh, Richard Stanley chose this particular shade of light for this movie, this is magenta light. And magenta, they, they describe in the story about how this color is, you can't describe it, that it's not something you've ever seen before. It's this weird color. So magenta, this is IRL, is a color that does not exist from a single wavelength of light or as part of the color spectrum of visible light. It is an extra spectral color only perceived by humans in a specific interaction of the optical rods in their eyes that detect red and blue colors in specific circumstances to create magenta in their minds. What? So we're all making magenta up in our minds. We don't actually know what it looks like. Yes. That's freaking nuts. Our eyes are weird and science is crazy and I love it. Yes. So that's why the light is magenta because you don't actually see it. Wow. Uh, Pretty cool. So there is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay. So, uh, so we have this um, meteor that has fallen from the sky and is glowing magenta uh, that they all rush out to see. And mm-hmm. I will say this as always is a good horror movie survival guide tip in any circumstances. Do not poke things that come from outer space with a stick. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. It's going to be tempting. You're going to want to do it. I understand that. We've literally um, but- put that on video. Like we have that in one of our Gothtober. We do an annual thing with one of our dear friends, um, Sparkle Blob and the LA Craft Night community. Um, and we make a little puppet show for the for uh, Halloween. And yeah, one of them we had a, a, a recreation of what happens when you poke things from outer space with a stick. So yeah. Well, this, um, this, this film had a lot. Uh, there was two movies that this movie reminded me a lot of, um, uh, one was creep show because there's the uh Jordy Verrill sequence in which he pokes things from outer space, space with a stick and then plants start uncontrollably growing all over everywhere. Um and then also this reminded me a lot of Annihilation. Me too, um, actually from the opening sequence. I meant to say that, um, because as we get the overview of the farm, there, you know, um overhead, the trees and the woods, the way they're setting it up, it looks a lot like the forest in Annihilation. And then all of a sudden we are getting this pop of color, mm-hmm. this weird magenta, and things start turning these colors this this magenta color starts spreading um around um and it looks very much reminded me very much of annihilation too uh, um, so for a little while jack jack is in shock the little boy's in shock he seems to have been checked out for a bit but comes back and seems okay he's the uh, youngest but, of the kids yes but they say it is seriously apocalyptic Mm-hmm. Um, and Nathan, uh, Nathan Cage starts to become like really obsessed with the smell. Like he's the only one who could smell it, but it smells so terrible to him and he keeps gagging. And no one else can smell it and like, understand smell nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it smells like a dog on fire and you're like, Ooh, that smells terrible. Awful. No one else smells it. And when they asked him to describe it, cause now like the police show up and the mayor show up and he says it wasn't like any color he had ever seen before. Right. And the kids also too, Benny had been like looking out into space on like through this NASA site. So he's like kind of familiarish with stars, but he's like, doesn't understand what it is either. And is, is they're all kind of dumbfounded by it. And, um, then local news comes out and like, you know, does a story with him and he ends up looking incoherent on the news, uh, because he drinks a lot too. We find that Nicholas yeah. Cage character is spends a lot of his time in the movie, uh, drinking whiskey or of some sort and, and not wanting to be present. Um, and is in denial of a lot of things. And you're getting that he's been self-medicating, I think, in that way um, mm-hmm. a lot throughout the story. Um, and uh, they're not sure if it was something maybe nuclear or what. He as was one of the th- ways he described it because of how it happened um, and because of the way the light was. Um, and we also have our dear friend Ward, who's also present, um, trying to get information from what's going on around there. So yes, Ward shows up who is, uh, I love that he's a hydrologist, but like no one seems to understand what that means. And everyone no. just kind of like, they keep like fucking it up. And then they're like, Hey, you're a scientist. Come look at this meteor. And you're like, he's a water guy, guy. Like he, he, he doesn't, what does he know about astronomy? Like, does he know about meteors? But or he, he might know a little head. about rocks. Let's a take little a look. Bit. It's like, he does. And he's like, yeah, oh, it looks like a meteor. And then Scientific of course, curiosity. Like, Can we make money off of it? Uh, uh, but then he, they ask if he's asking about the water and they say, was there anybody else living on the property? Like, yeah, there's Ezra, our squatter. And you're like, Ezra, what? our squatter? You okay. just have a squatter? 
This is great. This is my, I was so excited because I saw his name in the credits when I was like, oh, this must be it. Um, uh-huh. It's Tommy freaking Chong. <laughs> yeah. He's their off the grid guy, like, you know, conspiracy theory, man. He's got like, you go down this little walkway and um, Benny, uh, the middle son, uh, middle kid takes uh, Ezra, um, sorry, takes him down to meet Ezra, um, takes Ward down there and there's cameras along the way. Mm-hmm. And like, it's totally one of those places where you're like, oh, we're out in the boonies and this guy he's like, how is he getting all this power out here? And they're like, he's like, oh no, he's got it all solar. Like this guy like knows his stuff, like crazy hippie, like probably moved out there in the middle of nowhere. Um, he knows that Ward is just this, like the hydrologist, the surveyor without say, without him telling him. So they're like, yep. cause they say Ezra's special. You're like, does Ezra have powers? He kind of, he said he has eyes and ears around and he has like cameras and stuff everywhere too. So right. he might've been even yep. just listening in on their conversations and they just don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, he uh, offers them some weed, uh, and Ward's like, no, 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 I'm good. And then he offers him coffee and the coffee he has is crazy. And this is one of my other favorite things. He meets the cat G spot. And Benny's like, this is hilarious. Is a pussy named G spot. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. For my 12 year old humor <laughs> here for it. But there's a storm of brewing, uh, while they're hanging out, um, in Ezra's little shack. Um, and they find out that the meteor actually gets activated by, Lightning, lightning, like the, the, the meteor seems to be drawing the lightning to it. Um, and so we also get Ward who is testing the water from their well. Um, and it turns the strip, the, the exact shade of magenta that, uh, the light is that we've been seeing. You're like, Oh, something's off in the well. Right. And he's got uh, a tent set up like on the side, like out in like in the woods, basically where he's kind of got his headquarters to test all this stuff and testing this water basin. Cause the mayor's trying to do this crazy, like water project out there um and wants to has this big ambitious project so they were doing testing to make sure that the water that they're going to be pulling from is going to be healthy um it's not looking so good for right now so it's like it's freshwater reservoir project um and all of a sudden while he's hanging out by his tent ward gets this phantom weird phone call then all of a sudden this light refracts off from his as he shines his flashlight in the woods of that weird color and it looks it looks like you know something random's out there then all of a sudden his car lights go on and then they stop and then all of a sudden his radio pops on and off so it feels like some phantasm has like swooshed through all of his electronics mm-hmm. uh and the next morning when they all go out the meteor is gone uh so then like okay well that doesn't just happen but i guess it just happened so we'll go, go ahead with that but there's um, a bunch of pink flowers now pink flowers that are starting to show up um and then we pink have a black lizard of uh mom Teresa, who is cooking um and she at first this grossed me out to no end uh cracks an egg and there's just like a bloody it's bloody egg fetus, bleh, someone who does julia's eggs, favorite food <laughs> why i don't because i'm like i would die if i cracked that open and that happened it would be bleh, i can't okay so there's that and it's like that grossed me out a little bit more than what that happens next is where seriously mom seems to, i mean <laughs> That really happens. I can tell this is an effect, of course, you know. Right. But she's chopping carrots, but seems to be in a dreamland. Like they keep calling to her and she's not paying attention. And then uh, Jack goes in to get her. And when he like pokes her, mom, pokes her, she just starts chopping off her fingers, but like keeps going. Doesn't yep. let one chop and stop. Like, she she keeps treats her fingers going. like they're the carrots. Yep. Yeah. And then holds up her fingers and says, dinner's ready. 
like, oh. But then as dad. dad's taking her to the hospital, she seems to have snapped back to herself where she's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what I was doing. What ha- like, I'm so stupid. And so she's like, she wasn't herself for a second, but then like came back to herself, which is good. Parents leave the kids alone, which I was like, uh, as they go to the hospital, but they have to drive far because they live in the sticks and the nearest hospital is at least 12 miles, I think, out um, from where like they're hour, at. Yeah. Away something crazy. So dad says, Betty, you got to be the man of the house while I'm out. You got to put the alpacas in by 10 o'clock. Um, but Jack starts hearing this high pitched noise and the alpacas begin gathering, you know, different places. And they're not sure. Like, it feels like there was a time jump, but we're not sure what happened. Um, yeah, if they were- that, like, you're losing track of time that like they put the alpacas in the barn, but now the alpacas are out of the barn. And like, I just fed them, but now they're eating again. And like, and it looks like morning. Like all the time doesn't seem, it seems like time's kind of distorted. Um, this felt very annihilation to me. This was like when they go yeah. in and you're like, oh, the time's all jumping. Like what's going on? They don't know the timeline of where they're at. I was like, this is very much like that too. And things yeah, are morphing definitely. and they're not sure how or why. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was wondering, so we have this like high pitch whistling that happens throughout this entire film. That's like the voice of whatever this color out of space is. Um, I, I would be interested to watch this movie with a dog. <laughs> and I was like, would this movie kill a dog? Or with somebody like, who's older and is losing, doesn't have their sound pitches. Cause oh, I know yeah. the older you get, the harder it is. Those higher pitches are gone. So yeah. I was wondering about that too. And, and how this movie reads, if you don't have the upper half of your, uh, that upper register of hearing. Um, but Jack, uh, is, uh, been whistling out, uh, standing strangely still out by the well and says that he's, he's talking to the person in the well, the man in the well is talking to me yep. like, Oh, well, yeah, that's not good. Um, and, and then something hatches in the well and a pink, like praying mantis comes out in again, yeah. like annihilation. Very beautiful. Gorgeous. It's a very gorgeous creature, but, but obviously uh, evil. Not, not gonna be, but we do get a moment of bug psychedelic cam, which I really enjoyed. Totally. And he looks at like, you can see from the bugs POV, like the little Jack kid looks like a technicolor, a little like, um, Reminds me of hypercolor from like the eighties. Like it's like oh, hypercolor. Yeah, it's like a weird like kind of tie dye looking like montage of like pinks and blues and purples and stuff that you're seeing that the, he sees the kid as. I hope that the people who invented hypercolor like save their their shekels and are like living out luxuriously in like the boat Bermuda or something. I'm guessing they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they thought it's going to go on forever. I would buy one now. I feel like they, if yeah. they came back right now, they would be a hot, hot commodity. It's, it's only a second. Right. Like, I love that. Anyway, um, for the kids who so don't then, know, look up hypercolor shirts. You'll see they were things that change color based on the heat in your body and they would change the color of your shirt. Very cool. Um, right. For the so young Lavinia ones. has mm-hmm. to uh, clean the blood off of all of the knife and things that her mother was using to cut uh, herself. And so we get another one of the, and I really enjoy these like time slowing sequences. I think they're mm-hmm. done really well where she's in front of the k- kitchen sink and she's cleaning the knife and then it jumps to the bloody kitchen sink is overflowing and it's like over an hour has gone by but she and she feels like she looks like she's kind of drugged she doesn't really know where she is but she doesn't even go like turn off the sink she just wanders uh-uh. away she just walks away and it looked like it had been like six hours i thought i thought it was like 11 a.m oh. and then all of a sudden it was like 5 30 um on the clock like it was like a crazy looking jump and she, earlier in the day she, her dad had tried to call but he didn't get through it was like garbled mm-hmm. um before she'd even gone to do that so they're 
there's no communication in or out. We know it's been dicey because mom was also complaining earlier in the film about the um, dish being out and like being right. upset about like, hey, like this dish needs to work if I'm able to do my business because she's like a bond trader or something like that and dealing with like financials. Um, she needs to be connected to the internet so she can help people with their, their portfolios and she's losing clients that way. Can I also mention two, two other movies like, like, like uh, Juon and Oculus, this kind of idea of like the thing can also control your communication yeah, the technology. Okay. That's right. You get stuck in the house. And you're like, why isn't the phone working? The phones are not working. Yeah. Um, Outside of the house, it's, not, it's fine, mm-hmm. but inside it's not. Um, right. So Ward comes back again and is like, hey, you guys, there's something in the water. Please don't drink it. Like, yep. But Lavinia looks real weird and she's, she's like been not, puking. And she won't let him in. And she's like, I am. And she's like, okay. So he, so he goes down to Ezra. To to Ezra, you know, because Ezra looks like this type of guy anyway, but then you're like, oh, he's is he kidding? Is he not? He's not kidding where he comes in and now he's kind of made up in this crazy makeup and he's listening to uh, the people under the floor, the things under the floor. He's recording. House. Yeah. He's making a recording on Memorex dude um, to get proof <laughs> um, that about the geothermal activity that's happening. And he says they came on the, that came on the rock, you know? Uh, <laughs> so um, he does look full conspiracy theory now and looks like he's got like some like native, like type of like, you know, um, markings on his face now and has really changed since the last time that ward had been by. Uh, so uh, we get a cut uut- of mom and dad who are now coming back from the hospital and see this crazy cat jump scare, jump scare of this road. creepy yeah. cat because Ezra had said like, Oh yeah. Cause, um, Ward had asked about G spot, the cat. He's like, have, is the cat here? He's like, nah, he's like, but when you see him, he probably won't be recognizable. When you next yeah. time you see him, and sh- lo and behold, he is looks like a crazy, crazy demon cat now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So they finally um, come back. Uh, Sam, their dog, has gone missing. Um, so they don't know where he is, and now there's this kind of everybody's now. Not only are they losing track of time, but it's also changing everybody's personalities and really like heightening up the worst of their personalities. Uh, and Nicholas Cage is starting to like turn into his own father, which he had said at the beginning of the film, like was his worst fear. And he didn't want that more than anything. And so their worst fears, terrible. it's very, it's yeah. very annihilation that way. Like your worst fears are coming true. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lavinia starts hearing the whistles and stuff too. Um, and Benny's computer's got like static on it now. And like through the communications of the house, like the TV looks like you'll turn it on and it'll be like normal news or something. But all of a sudden it's like this weird, like static formation that forms and people don't leave when they're sitting and watching it. They just continue to sit and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we get a, sh- we get the scene of, uh, Nicholas Cage in the shower and, uh, there's like this thing on the drain, which he goes down to pick up with his bare hands. And it's a lie like this, like. It looks like a gelatinous, like a clear gelatinous like thing that all of a sudden yeah. like has like a hold on him. Yeah, it looks fucking horrible. Um, and, but he's like starting to really now and he's starting to be really mean and he keeps going on about this smell. Uh, but, but he showered he in says, the water and all of a sudden his arms get all fucked up from like yes. him scrubbing himself with that thing in the shower with him. Yes. Um so he he had said that he felt that the smell was the smell of a dog on fire, but now he says that the smell is the same as his father's cancer ward, death and disinfected. Um, yep. And then says to his wife, you know that cancer smell better than anybody. And I was like, oh. It's brutal. And then, the Sam, uh, and then Sam, and then the little wife. Like terrible. 
And in the midst of that, Jack is in the room during this too, because he had been like left outside alone when they had gotten home and they took him upstairs and mom had like brought him to bed with her and, um, you know, to like keep him close by to her to keep him, his little kids safe. And he starts talking about the, the dog, Sam and says, Sam is with grandpa who is dead. And they're like, no, 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 Sam is fine. He's, you know, he's just out there somewhere and like insisting that he's not dead. But after he's just talked about the death and everything, like we're wondering maybe mm-hmm. he, they are together. Um, and mom is insistent about wanting to get back online and that dad needs to fix it. Next morning we get those mushrooms growing out and about that are that color now and more things are turning that color. And dad's got that rash on his arm from that night before of washing. And he's out picking vegetables like a crazy ass person. Um, vegetables like they look fruit. Be- beautiful. You're like, oh, those look pretty good. They yeah, and he's like, they're a month early. Good job. They look great. Nah. But then, like, starts to take takes a bite out of one, and just spits it out, and then just like starts to take a bite out of all of them and spit them out, and starting to get into this like frenzy. And like, mom, as he's already freaking out, and then mom comes in and is screaming at him about the dish, and he starts throwing tomatoes in the trash. The, the most violent way you could ever throw a tomato in a trash is in this scene, I would say. Yep. And then she's, I love the words that she says. She says she's hemorrhaging clients. And I was just like, ooh, there's so much of bloodletting in this movie. I feel like that was very, like, deliberately written in, you know? Well, let's um, get to the, the actual bloodletting then. Yeah. Which is in the next scene. Uh, so interesting, uh, Lavinia, so we had seen her at the beginning of the film where she was doing this spell to try to help her mother. Now she finds, I had just been chilling out on her bed, as you do, uh, the, the Necronomicon. Necronomicon. <laughs> which of course is is the book of the dead which most people know and love uh from uh you know evil dead but it was actually a fictional creation of lovecraft himself so like he's the one who uh, created and invented the necronomicon which she's like okay well let's do a protection spell then um and is trying to uh, appeal but the necronomicon, necronomicon of course is like the book of the dead so you're not going to get like the good like happy spells no nah, you have to let let the blood flow and to keep those demons so happy. She's carving, carving some stuff in her body and carving her body. And it looks like she had already been a cutter. I think they had alluded to it earlier in the film too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is pulling on that part of herself too. Like we said, everything, everybody's kind of had an extreme version where dad's drinking. The little boy's just kind of like alone and not talking to himself. Benny's been just smoking a lot of weed and trying to like distance himself. Um, and mom's been, you know, thrown in her work. And then we've got Lavinia who's like literally cutting herself and trying to do this spell. Uh, and then the, uh, alpacas start turning into this horrible monsters they're making a really weird noise outside and it turns out they like, they, this is very like the thing to me. Um, yeah, it's like a big ass thing of alpacas. Basically they merge into each other and they look like they've been turned inside out. And like, I guess, mm-hmm. um, Ward later on says it looks like they had been burned by like radioactivity. Um, the, the way their skin looks, it looks like they've all been skinned. And so they hear this bleeding and the sound happening outside. So they go outside to take a look at it. And mom and Jack get stopped very close to the barn where this is happening. And all of a sudden the light flashes and they get merged into each other and are now a merged thing as well. Yeah. They're like mom and son as one, but they're back both- to back convulsing and looking like they're in the most terrible pain and also maybe turning into something else. And Lavinia says that it looks like she's like, her body is like reassimilating him back into herself. Yep. Um, it's real gnarly. 
It's pretty um, gross. It looks like they have like larvae and shit on them. And like, they're like literally gestating into something different. Dad tries uh-huh. to get the car. Cause he's like, let's get him in the car so we can go somewhere. Uh, but the car doesn't start because the sink can control that too. And you're not going anywhere. Um, so time is morphing. Their bodies are morphing. And so they, uh, I wrote down, they need to kill them, but they are not going to do that because it's their family. And they are still like, still see mom and mom and Jack's little face. Um, um, and dad's like, well, uh, don't worry. Everything's under control. Um, he goes out and he gets his shotgun and this is, you see the color is literally everywhere. It's like the trees are this color now too. He goes out to the shed and he, he shoots the alpaca monster thing. Um, just breaks down sobbing like it's so sad because he's just he loves that like Mm -hmm. it was also like you've seen him be angry and be this monster and i think there's this one moment where he gets to be himself for a second it's like what the fuck is happening but then it's like okay well let's go back upstairs and uh do what he's gonna do i'm gonna handle it up here as well so you're gonna shoot the thing that mom and and mm -hmm. shoot them uh but he doesn't uh he kisses her and then we get this pink slime trail of disgustingness between them and he says you will always be my golden lady no oh um i don't don't know after she's had to drink water out of a bowl like an animal and anyway yeah yeah. so my take was that in kissing her now he's infected with whatever it is yeah and now he's that's why he doesn't kill her that was my thought too because he can't kill himself Um, yeah right so then they've they though um the they try, try, trying to get away. Lavinia is like, we got to get away from here. It's nobody's going to believe us. We just have to go. Can't yeah. go by car. She's so got a horse. Get her right? horse, Comet. Mm-hmm. Beautiful white right. horse he's, from the beginning. He's got the magenta gleam in his eye. Yeah, it's too late. So they say that this is something that is in the moisture in the air, so it gets into everything. Yeah. Um. So there's really no way to escape it, which is a pretty good way to take down the human race. I gotta say. Right. And so Benny tries to, they're walking by their well and he hears their dog, Sam, and insists that he needs to hop into the well to get the dog out of there. Um, And Lavinia pleads for him not to go in there. But, you know, when you're being pulled by a strange alien force, you're going to do it, I guess. And so he jumps in um, and uh, of course he doesn't make it out of there. Um, Yeah, they get him as well. So Lavinia's back in the house and we cut to um, Ward had been, you know, um, going to the city to try to talk with them about the water problem. No one's really listening to him, but the sheriff shows him he's now in the back of his truck. He's got that the massive al- the alpaca mass. And he Shout also out to jo- Josh Waller, by the way, as as the sheriff. It's great. He's one of the spec. Yeah, he's really great. One of the specters. Yeah, super great. And very always a delight. Uh, yeah, delight. has this mass of animals, like a bunch of animals all fused together. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's a big thing. But they also, uh, Ward also notices that the G Spot little cat, um, his little tag, kitty tag, is in this gelatinous thing, and so it it had gotten uh, consumed by this thing as well. So he's like, oh, we got to get out there. So Ward and the sheriff drive out to the house. Um, as they're driving, they see Comet running down the road, and he's like, that's Lavinia's horse, because that's what he saw that horse from the very beginning of the movie. And they show up to the house, and Dad is just hanging out, thinking he's just watching a movie. He's like, hey, uh, I'm just hanging out with my family in the living room. Look, they're right over there. There's nobody in the room but him. Like, yeah, they are. I'm like, what? Um, but uh, luckily, they uh, they and he says that Benny lives in the well now. And you're like, Oof. 
That's yep. not good. Uh, so then they hear a noise from upstairs and they go up and Lavinia has been locked in with her mother slash brother slash monster. Monster thing by her dad. Hmm. Uh, but they're able to break in and it's uh, very the thing-ish, like a big yeah. spidery monster with both faces there coming at you to kill you and saying her name you, like, over and over. Um, yes. Uh, and so they come in and do, immediately there's a shot and we think the sheriff shoots him, but actually, uh, Nathan had shot them. But yep, he's like, the dad. they're not my family and just walks away. And you're like, Ooh, man, yep. uh, yeah. they're, you know, the thing I, I love the, the, the Lovecraft's like the madness, like this, like turning into madness stuff, I think is really, you know, where he's gone over so far now he's under his, he be like, he thought he was hanging out with them in the, lo- in the living room. And now they're like, Oh, they're not my family. And that's like, he's so calm about it. Yep. This matter kind of, of fact, level, levels of insanity, I think are very interesting. And then we get another, another level. Cause as they try to leave the place, you know, and Lavinia's like, no, I can't leave. Um, uh, Ward goes down to Ezra's place um, and there's a recording happening, um, that's playing that he made. Um, he's not moving though. You see the back of his head and you just hear, um, about they all drank the water and what's really happening and where this source is coming from and basically lays it all out on this tape. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sheriff gets sucked into this place like, Whoa, but you turn around and look and then we see Ezra's face and he's got that weird light coming out of his freaking face of the magenta. Um, and the color is coming towards them. Um, and Ward eventually, uh, the sheriff and him try to get out of that shack. The sheriff gets sucked up by the thing, basically, and gets pulled into a tree and his hat falls down and his gun gets dropped. So now Ward has the gun, um, and tries to run up and actually, uh, help, um, at the well, but, uh, things are not going to go so well. No, and this is the first time we get to see, because they keep re- referring when you see them staring this magenta light about how beautiful it is. And this is the first time we actually get to see what they're seeing, which again, very Annihilation, this very beautiful psychedelic light show that you wouldn't be able to draw your eyes away from. Like it is so gorgeous that you would just stand there and be mesmerized by it. Um, and that now like everything's part of it um, and they're part of it now. And so um, we get Ward, you know, trying to escape, but like he's, the time has been slowing down and he's trying to get, move and like, he can't really move. And Lavinia has been sucked up has kind of like exploded into this as part of it which mm-hmm. is coming up into the sky in this giant pink tornado kind of thing um but i think like this kind of sequence of 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 ward trying to get up and get away and how hard it is for him and how much time is pulling because they say like once you get the closer you are to it it's like a black hole the more time distorts right and i think it's really really cool i really like this sequence yeah and so it's like it looks like he went to like the alien planet for a second or could see it you know, like they had visions of it through her eyes and you see every, literally everything. And dad had already gotten like through a fight. Dad had already gotten shot as they were trying to get out of the house. And, um, and, and she, and, and Lavinia's like, no, I live here. I, I'm not leaving. And she's, she's staying. And, um, ultimately, uh, Ward ended up in the wine cellar somehow as through the uh-huh. fight as, as they're chasing him to try to like keep him on that land. Cause once you're there, you kind of don't get to leave is basically the thing. The thing yeah, takes over, have, over you. He does, he does see the family there and all in the living room. Um, and sitting on the couch as dad had yeah. said earlier. And then the house explodes. Yep. It's a big, huge, like atomic kind of looking, looking explosion, but he's in the cellar 
and he emerges out of there like looks like you know like he's gotten out of like some sort of atomic winter like ash everywhere everything looks black and white this is the first time all color has left the the screen just kind of st- stumbling around in the in the nothingness in the fallout uh, and there's a compass by the well they- it's Lebanese compass. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we had seen her use in the beginning. Uh, and then we see uh, a future ward who is hardened and is staring out on the reservoir on the Miskatonic where now everyone in the East coast is going to be drinking the water of, uh, this, this t- tainted water. So it's going to spread, um, as, we, and so this is cool to see him like hardened now. And now he yeah, knows like strange only- days, human science can't understand this, you know, <laughs> like he's the only one who knows what really went down. Uh, but my only, my only qualm about this is, you know, the Lovecraft is famous for, you see what he's, you know, you, whatever you see immediately makes you go insane. Right. Like that's right. the deal. And Ward doesn't like, he sees it and he's fine. So I'm like, he or is he have, I mean, but he doesn't look like insane like everyone else went insane, right? And you would feel like that would have happened as quickly as it happened to them. He doesn't look um, insane, but it's like he's never going to have a good life. <laughs> no, no. But I, you know, I would, I am, I would have liked it if he would have lost it as well. That a little more madness. A little yeah. More. But I thought this movie was really um, great. It was really gross. It was really fun. It was really beautiful and colorful. Um, and I think how cool to use magenta for this. It seems uh, pretty genius. So right. I'm on board there. Right. Um, so uh, you want to read us some gore factor? Yeah, Please. absolutely. Um, one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. Five, run for the barf bag. This is a five for gore. Um, there are lots of weird things and people melding into things and skinless things and, um, you know, self mutilation. There's a lot going on. So, uh, definitely a big five. Uh, and then movie ratings, zero to five chain spot, saw it, chain spas. I wouldn't <laughs> chain spa, baby. <laughs> uh, there are some like Burke Williams, right? It's a chain yeah, spa. Yeah. That is a great chain spa. Delicious. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Great massages. Uh, one, if you're desperate. Two, Billy qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastical. I gave this movie a four and a half. I also gave this film a 4.5. Um, that's awesome. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was also super weird. Um, it was super derivative of a lot of fun stuff I really liked. Um, and I thought they did it in a, in a fun way. I liked getting to see Nick Cage be Nick Cage. Cause he got to like up the, up the levels. So we were talking about seeing him, you know, really get to bite into something. And I think he got to really do that in this. Um, cool, cool. Yeah. I really liked it as well. I thought the performance was really fun. I think the story is really cool. And I think, you know, reading the story afterwards, I was like, Oh, okay. Like the story, the boat, the, the spine of the story is there. It is about a guy who goes out to a, a surveying, you know, this stand, this land where there's this blasted area where nothing will grow and why, and what the villagers say. And he finally meets this like crazy guy who lives in a shack and he'll tell him the story. And like that kind of thing is like all there. It's just taking it in this kind of psychedelic intense direction. Um, that, you know, wasn't, uh, available to Lovecraft <laughs> right. uh, at that time. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us to talk about color out of space. Uh, next week, we're going to be rewinding quite a few years, um, back to 1935 Super for classics, classics, Bride of Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. I'm so excited. I actually have never seen this. So I've seen Frankenstein what? a bunch. Yeah. I've never watched Bride of Frankenstein though. Um, and I love the OG Frankenstein. I worked at Universal for a hot second. So I've seen a lot of, you know, the old sound stages and all that stuff are still there and in use. Um, 
So I'm super pumped to see this very classic uh, film. Yes. I'm very always excited about something classic something black and white is always good as well. Uh, thank you so much for listening as always. Uh, please do check us out and uh, on all of our social media. And we'd love to talk to you about this film, uh, Colorado Space, uh, Lovecraft, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, any of it, anything horror yeah. related, really. Hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, join us on our Patreon for more discussions as well. We send out a monthly newsletter. We drop out bonus content every uh, month. And we do episodes a little bit early for our Patreon. We try to get them out a few days ahead um, when we can. Um, so check that out and um, join us if you can support independent uh, produced media in these crazy times. We really do appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Thank you guys so much. It does mean a lot to us. And thank you. They are crazy times. Stay safe and healthy. And we will talk to you next week. Yeah.